Nedarim Dafai in the last thing we were discussing was different languages where a husband or father said that the vow stands and annulled at the same time. What would be the halacha? We saw that there's a famous mahluket between the Ran and the Rambam and exactly what would happen and the Haranim going to it. And with that, we're going to start Samach Tet Amudibet, three lines from the bottom, in the middle of the line where it says Ba'e Rabbah. Rabbah now has a question. If the father or husband said, Kayam Lichi Hayom, the vow stands for you today. Mahu, what's he trying to say? Miamrinan, do we say it's as if he said, Is it as if he's saying, Tomorrow it's annulled? Or maybe he didn't say those words and therefore thou stands. And the Gemara explains, If you want to say, that Allah Amala, at the end of the day, he didn't say it, he didn't say tomorrow it's going to be annulled. If you actually did say tomorrow is going to be annulled, what would be the halakha? Could we say that tomorrow he cannot annul? Because at the end of the day, when he stayed quiet, the vow stood today, and tomorrow is going to be too late. Or maybe, or maybe, since he didn't say that today it's going to stand, when he says tomorrow it's going to stand, what he really meant was it's going to be annulled from today. Now, and if you want to say, even if he didn't actually explicitly upkeep that vow, since he said it's going to be uh, annulled tomorrow, it's as if today it stood one way or another, either by him not explicitly saying it or just by staying quiet, and it stands tomorrow and it's too late. He can't annul tomorrow. Okay, let's say he said to her, Kayam mahu. If he said to her, it's going to be a vow for one hour. What would be the halakha miyamnin? And do we say, it's as if he said in an hour from now it's going to be annulled or maybe he didn't say it yet. And if you want to say that, listen, he didn't say that the vow was annulled and therefore it's not annulled. Let's say he did say right now it's on in an hour from now it's going to be annulled. My, What would be the halacha? Do we say, since he upkept it even for one hour, it's kept and that's it, stands? Or maybe, since the entire day, he could upkeep that vow or he could annul it. So when he says it's going to be annulled an hour from now, it, it actually works, it's annulled. So the so Gemma tries to answer from Nazir. If a woman said, I'm a, I'm a and her husband said, oh, me also, I'm also a, a, a Nazir. At that point, he cannot annul that vow. Why can't he annul that vow? We can say that when he said, I'm a Nazir, but with her, maybe the rules are different. Maybe, that uh, when she, uh, when she says she's in Israel, the Shah Hat for one hour it stands. Maybe maybe after an hour, if he wants, he can annul that vow. Now, the question would be is, am I, why in an hour from now could he annul that vow? 
Why can't he annul that vow? Don't we say that since it up kept for an hour, that's it, it's up kept and you cannot annul anymore? The Gemara says, that one has nothing to do with the other. Maybe in general, he, in an hour from now, he could annul the vow. The problem is, could be he held over here in this Brayta, that whenever the husband says, me also, He's upkeeping her vow forever, and at that point, he cannot annul her vow anymore. Next Mishnah. If the father passes away, the permission, the ability to annul vows did not go to the husband, or the future husband. If the future husband passes away, then at that point, uh, the the, uh, the power to annul moves back to the father. Over here, the father's power when it comes to hafarav nedarim, annulling of vows, is stronger than the husband. However, the the husband does have one area where he's stronger than the husband when it comes to hafarav nedarim. The husband can annul vows with his arusa even though she's older than 12 and a half, meaning if they got engaged after 12 and a half, the, the husband can step in and annul the vow. At that point, the father can't annul anymore. She's already too old. He can only do it when she's in Ne'ara Adam. And the Gemara starts, my time, huh? Why is it if the father passes away, the, the entire ability to annul doesn't go to the future husband? Because the Pasuk says, when she's in Ne'ara, she's still in her father's house. As if to say, she's not completely in her future husband's house yet. And therefore, he doesn't have 100% rights to annul her vows. Now, we learned in the Mishnah, Metabal, if the husband passed away, the permission, the ability to annul vows goes back to the father. Menalan, how do we know that? So, Amar Amar because the Pasuk says, And it sounds like if she was married twice, or she was engaged twice. She got engaged to a person A, he passes away, she goes back to her father, she gets engaged again. At the, the time when she comes back to the father, he, all the rules of, of Hatarat Nidarim and Hafarat Nidarim go back to the father. Because we're going to compare what happens before the second engagement to what happens before the first engagement. The same way, before the first time she got engaged, it, the father has complete rights to annul. Same thing, before the second engagement, the father annuls by himself. But the Gemara now asks, maybe we should say that when can the father annul vows after the husband dies? That's if the future husband didn't hear it yet before he died. But if it, it, but if he found out about it and then he died and he get a chance to annul the vow before he passed away, maybe the father cannot annul those vows. So Igma explains, if we're talking about vows that the future husband didn't hear about yet, you, you don't need a hekesh, you, you don't need anything. You can learn it from the pasuk of bin orea betavia, that when she's in Yara, she's in her father's house. We learn from that pasuk that, if, that the father has the ability to annul vows without partnership. 
Uh, so if if the if the Arus didn't hear about it, and he passed away, then it's it fell completely to the father, and the father has the ability to annul vows even without anyone helping him. And the Hidush of the Hekesh would be is even things that started off in partnership, meaning she made a vow while she was engaged. Still, once he passes away and everything falls back to the father, he could do whatever he wants. He could annul the whole thing completely. Next, we learn the Mishnah. We see that the father is stronger than the husband when it comes to Darim, that the father can annul her vows after the Arus passed away. On the other hand, the Baal, or the future husband, is stronger that he can annul vows even after she turns 12 and a half, after she's a Bogeret. So, Hechidami. What is the case where the Arus can annul the vows after she became Bogeret? If we're talking about a situation where you got engaged her when she's in Ara and then she got older, wait a second. Let's see. Didn't we learn that Mita that if her father passes away, she's not in his jurisdiction anymore? Same thing. With Bagrutu, when she becomes 12 and a half, she's not under her father's jurisdiction anymore. And Ma Mita, the same way when her father passes away, the the ability, the, the complete rights that now vows doesn't just go to the husband. Af Bagrut, and say the same thing when she becomes 12 and a half, Loni Labal. The, uh, the entire ability to now vows doesn't go to the future husband. So we could definitely say that the Arus does not have an entire ability to annul his uh, his uh, future wife's uh, and vows. Ela, Nigma explains, we're talking about a different uh, situation. He was Mekadesh, this, uh, this woman, when she's a Bogeret. She's already 12 and a half. And the time for the wedding already came, which means he uh, he's supposed to be married, but they couldn't get married yet for whatever reason. And he's hayaf to pay her mezonot, means he has to uh, technically feed her uh, during that time, because right now she's his responsibility. And in general, you're right, the boger, even though she's engaged, he doesn't have a complete right to null vows. But in this case, where he's already paying for her food, at that point he has a right to annul her vows completely. She's technically, in Hataran Nedarim terms, she's considered married, even though she's not really married yet. So the Gwaz problem. But we already learned this once. We learned that in Masechet Ketubot, Habogeret Shehata Shenim Asar Hodesh, Habogeret who was engaged, she waited 12 months. Uh, it's time for her to get married. Rebili Ezra over there says, uh, since he has to pay for her food, he also has the ability to annul her vows. So then, if we already learned that, why do I need to learn, learn it over here again? So, the Gemara stops a second and says, That in itself is a problem. That Mishnah in itself is a problem. Why? You said the Bogeret waited 12 months. Why do you need 12 months with the Bogeret? We all know Bogeret, All she needs is 30 days. You know, this little girl, she knew she was getting married. It's not a chidush that a 13, 14-year-old girl is about to get married. So she already prepared her stuff. It's not like she's a na'ara and didn't have time to prepare the things and therefore they needed a year. Yeah, she was already ready. So the Gemara says, no. We're talking about a bogeret or a na'ara who already waited 12 full months. Okay, bottom line is, 
Mikol makom kasha. We still have the problem. Why do you have to repeat it over here uh, when we already learned it in Masachet Ketubot? So the Gemara answers, Ibait ima hachadavka. You could say, listen, over here is the main point. Here is the main place to learn the deen of the nedarim of Bogeret. It is Masachet Nedarim. And the husband has a right to annul vows once the time comes where he has to, uh, he has to defeat her. So what's the reason we mentioned Bogeret over there? Because they want to bring up the Mahloket, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbanan. Rabbi Eliezer says she, uh, her, the, the future husband can annul vows. And Hachamim say even though time came where he's paying for her food, still he could not annul vows. That could be that's one. Or you could say Bogeret Davka. The Mishnah that I mentioned over there, Bogeret is the main one. And over here, since over here we mentioned where the father's power is stronger than the husband, then so they also mentioned, they threw in, uh, that according to Rebbe Ezer, that uh, there's an area where the husband is stronger than the father. So really there was the born one, and over here was just uh, added to the language of the Mishnah. And it would still only be according to Rebbe Ezer, not according to Hachamim. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.